It's dark in Studio 5. Dark, that is, except for a faint glow of starlight through a small window high up on one wall, and the fierce but intermittent glare of an arc-wielding torch as Simuth performs some arcane ritual on the insides of a mixing desk, which shows no signs of life. The tech monkey stands at his side, ready to pass him a circuit board, a length of wire, or another banana, as required. From a rack overhead, Simuth pulls down what looks like a set of jump leads, used to start a beluga on a cold morning, and attaches them first to the dead console, then to a giant switch mounted on the wall. He then brandishes a much smaller set of jump leads, and attaches one to each nipple. This doesn't appear to be of any use for the console, but a faint smile slowly crosses his face anyway. He pulls back a tarpaulin with a flourish which we can now see was covering hundreds and hundreds of lithium batteries laid end to end. In contradiction to all sensible regulations, he attaches fly leads from the battery pack to the big switch on the wall, and with a mighty crash, he closes the switch. St. Elmo's fire sizzles on top of all the equipment, and even what's left of Loose Knocker's hair stands on end. There's a huge crack, and the tech monkey, wearing a lab coat for no discernible reason, cries out. Outlinks alive! They're alive! Good evening, good evening everyone and welcome to our little show. I'm your host for this evening, the mellifluous Harry Balzac. And with me are... The continuous and seamless Wilma Fingerdoo. The conspicuous apology officer, Mia Harkness. The ignifluous Juan Kerr. The dorsifluous, look it up, normous knockers. Minus the contagious loose knockers. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. Uh, sorry, I, I don't know why I did that. Let's do this instead. Peripatetic physicist passage plotting planned postponed. It's Barmir in Narnia, as Alvin oust Aslan, and Narenzi's defences grumble then crumble. Mad Monks insists that the uniform must be uniform. Stinky Clinky after Cranky Hanky Panky. Tranquility Base. The Angels have landed. Panda King pardoning, not happening. Atrus 5060's blood pressure is returning to normal. Sisyphus had the easier job. All the news that's fit to print about your events. For a real down-to-earth, if that's the right phrase, physicist, Commander Eros Madelong doesn't really seem to understand how the uncertainty principle works. Eros is a direct descendant of the famous German physicist Erwin Madelung, the man who discovered something that we all use in our daily lives. The Madelung constant, 
which characterizes the net electrostatic effects of all ions in a crystal lattice and is used to determine the energy of one ion. Yes, that's where you heard that name before, and it would have bugged you, so we're glad to refresh your memory. Young Eros has a fleet carrier, and it's decommissioned, and he doesn't know what to do with it. So he's asking for volunteers to bring their ships aboard uh, once it's been recommissioned, and to go somewhere and to do something. He's asking prospective prospectors and exploratory explorers to fill in a sign sheet in order that he can feel inspired, we presume, because at the moment he doesn't know where his carrier is going to be or in what direction it's going to travel. And although, as a physicist, he's quite aware that he can only know one of these at any one time, he seems to be making a mockery of Pauli's exclusion principle in deciding that he doesn't need to know either of them for now. All we know is that this is all supposed to happen at the start of February-ish. So why not sign up with Eros's agent, Mark Ward? But please, don't try and be a plank and see if you can duplicate Young's experiment and make the carrier go in two directions at once, as that could definitely make his blood boil. He'd be looking for a day when he can get his own back, at which point you'll definitely know what Brownian motion is. Hot on the heels of the New Year election in Narnia, which incidentally, up romp four to nothing, amidst cries of voter fraud, demands for recounts, we did, it's 4-0, 1-2-3, um, 4, you lost, get over it, and general dissatisfaction from the Green with Envy party of Semeni, Hutton quickly went to war to wrest control of the system from the Narenses organisation. To say that Hutton hit the ground running might be construed as something of an understatement. We blew the bloody doors off the wardrobe, flung the moth-eaten furs aside, and kicked the back of it clean out into the forest, right past that rusty old lamppost. Despite Narnia playing their capital ships, spec op wings, fake news correspondence, and a myriad of ships providing endless cannon fodder, they all fell prey to the cool beams, multi-cannons, and engineered railgun of Hutton's combatiers. Brief straight days of victory left Hutton poised for a no-contest result. However, on day four, it was demonstrated that Aslan wasn't a tame lion after all when he stole a consolation victory when Hutton commanders were off in the forest, distracted by something shiny, probably Turkish delight. Throughout the conflict, a veritable constellation of Hutton fleet carriers besieged Yang Orbital, offering ammunition resupply as commanders' reputations steadily deteriorated with the controlling faction. Relations with the Narenses organization, who controlled the system's sole starport, decayed from mildly harmonious through, oh no, not those pests again, to downright hostile. We were never going to be on the Christmas card list, as it's never Christmas there. One poor Hutton commander, whilst parked on the pad at Yang Orbital, made the error of redeeming his mission reward to destroy ships of the very faction controlling the docking bay weapons. Suffice it to say that his 27 million credit rebuy was a hard but painfully obvious lesson learned, and Pad 4-0 is going to need a clearance crew, an army of panel beaters, and a nice new paint job. However, after five days of fighting, as Hutton hammered the final nail of despair into the coffin lid of destiny, the Narnians collapsed, giving Hutton a well-earned 4-1 victory and overall control of the system. Thus, 
the prophecy of the beavers is fulfilled. Wrong will be right when Alvin comes in sight at the sound of his bark sorrow departs when he bears his teeth winter meets its death and when he wags his tail we shall have spring without fail the mad monks of van manen star lived up to their epithet this week as they went all people's front of van manen Upheavals in Van Man and Star began when a group of hotbox pilots had to be expunged from the main group due to their emerging extreme religious beliefs. For those who aren't aware, expungement is a tradition peculiar to the hotbox group and is believed to be taken from the rituals of early space explorers where the more malodorous members of a crew were confined to a cargo hold and washed down with sponges on sticks before being allowed to rejoin their mates. In modern times, the ritual has changed to one where commanders are actually drenched with water, then wiped down with scented sponges before being released by their fellows. This particular group, led by the Brothers Girdler, have gradually been spending time with the locals of O'Connor City, taking in the cultural and spiritual delights it has to offer. They have visited everywhere from the bio-waste farms to Mr Dusty's tomb in the four years since moving into the system. The first signs of weirdness emerged when they started uttering phrases like Lentil casserole's actually quite nice once your palate adapts to it. Isn't that chanting just divine? And, you know, I think it actually quite suit a habit. Additionally, they have engaged in an alarming degree of discussion with the monks of the Sublime Order of Van Man and Star. This in turn led to the formation of a sect or subcult of truckers who have devoted themselves to the teaching of dog. They believe Alvin is his messenger. They have taken to wearing green habits in memory of their hotbox past and devote their days to prayer, worship of Alvin and researching vegan recipes. Details are scarce at the moment, but we hope to investigate further once the air clears. Be nice to people on the way up. You may meet them on the way down. Chris Hankey, the Colonia clone master, found out, to his cost, just how true that saying is this week. Hankey was seen stomping around the orbital, trying to send perfectly innocent truckers to Cubicle 3 for insubordination, with cries of, Don't you know who we are? And, If we'd ever had a mum, we'd tell her about you. This blatant misuse of power came to the attention of Commander Rampage. Hutton's own Northern Ninja, who promptly bundled Hanky off to Cubicle 3 and locked the door. After what seemed like an age to Hanky, but was in fact closer to five minutes, it's a well-known fact that time moves more slowly inside a toilet cubicle, which is why men are able to complete a crossword and read an entire newspaper in the very few seconds that we spend in there. Rampage took pity on the closeted clone and released him once more with a, let that be a lesson to you, ringing in his ears. Coincidentally, when Hanky was released from Cubicle 3, Commander Handy also excited the ablution, having previously got stuck in the pipework after a particularly daring attempt at beating over Light's time in the Hutton Run. More on that subject later. It's like a scene from a movie. You know, the sort of thing, a peaceful town, Folks are sitting on the front porches, using rocking chairs for their intended purpose, when in the distance, 
there's a small dust cloud, and it's getting larger. People stop what they're doing to stare into the distance, and soon there's a throaty roar of motorbike exhausts. A gang rolls into the main street, and they park their machines. All of them are clad in black leather from an unknown animal. Across their backs, they all say, Angels of Death, and they start swinging bicycle chains. That's pretty much what's happened to the gardens, Guardians of Tranquility, the caretakers of Tarek Spice in their system, Chan Kun. Bully boys from the Angels of Death, which is a corporation based out of Seti, Forty Seti, have appeared to intimidate the sleepy inhabitants of the even more sleepy Chan Kun system. This should not be confused with nearby Tarak Tor, where the spice comes from, which is really a sort of space Amsterdam, but with different coloured lights and fewer fishnets. We're talking about the next door system. And the inhabitants, which include our very own Commander Beetlejuice, have appealed for help. The spice must flow. Hutton very much disapproves of this invasion and asks combat pilots to head for Chancun, wave to the fleet carrier, the great spice beetle of Nimal, to demand that the incomers hand over their clothes, their boots, and their motorcycle. And if they refuse, show them what a rebuy screen looks like and pick up their discarded sunglasses. The bitter tongue of disappointment hung in the air of the pillar of fortitude today. Actually, that may have been the air scrubbers malfunctioning again. Looking particularly down in the mouth is mullet-haired, pandasexual, exotic animal trader, reality hollows TV star and former Federation presidential candidate Bobby Prosek. Bobby is serving a 20-year sentence for attempting to hire an assassin to bump off rival Hollow TV stars Willie and Fanny Stroker, who took the top viewers ratings from him last year. Things went wrong when the assassin accidentally stepped on the couple's screaming beetle while attempting to sneak into their bedroom during the night. The 200 decibel death scream of the beetle stunned the hapless hitman who went careering across the room, knocking over a tank of freeing new African hypnotoad, which promptly mesmerised and ate him. Well, it ate some of them. Well, it ate his head, really. Messages on the assassin's data slate and comm device linked him directly to Mr. Prosaic. His Panda King show was cancelled by the networks shortly after amid claims of animal exploitation in his late night show Panda King After Dark. Bobby had been hoping for a presidential pardon from Zachary Hudson after appeals from his lawyer and manager Johnny Hart from the Screwham Good and Hart law firm. Sadly, a pardon never came. And when asked for comment, President Hudson said, is that the mullet-wearing hillbilly bastard who said he would pin me to the chair with crossbow bolts in last year's election? No, I will not grant him a pardon. I only wish I could double his sentence. Bill, can I double his sentence? Well, shit. Bobby Prosek did perk up visibly, though when his cellmate popped in to inform him that the panda suit was back from the cleaners. Maybe there will be a happy ending at the Pillar of Fortitude after all. Go 
Good evening, Chuckers. Aces5060 reporting in with the latest news and detail on all things Thargoid. I'm happy to report that things are starting to return to normal now that the Thargoid incursions in the Witchhead Nebula are over. The AXI, or is it Axi, and its allies, including our very own Mikey Hackswing, have once again pushed the invaders back into hiding, allowing Operation Ida, or is it IDA, to do what they do best. In record time, stations in the Calcite Nebula have been repaired and are once again open to all with all services available. Nice, you can get a coffee. Additionally, stations in the Evangelis and Shun in the Witchhead Nebula have been repaired, bringing back some stability back into the area. Operation Ida, or is it IDA? Still has four more stations to repair. Ezra Point in Wellington, Carrie-Anne Vision in Honoros, Sheryl Orbital in Haki, and Sol Prospect in Lembas. Repairs are expected to be completed quickly, so get in on the action while you can. For now, I am heading back to the Gnosis to break up the illegal knife fighting ring that the LCU No Fool Like One clones have started when the LCU No Fool Like One left to restock the megaship supply of tea and biscuits and ended up somewhere out in Colonia living bits of aliens to the research center out there. Good luck out there, trackers, and for the mug! As you may have gathered, Lou isn't here this week, um, so I'm left to not only work out what's going on with the BGS, but to cover his arse because Norma's getting really suspicious. The big news of the week for the BGS has been finally taking control of Narensis, but one has already covered that, so frankly I'm swimming upstream from this point. I mean, I ought to have big even exciting news about other BGS activity this week, which is our expansion. But as that was to a shit system that no one can pronounce, and already has an active player group in it, all we want to do is leave. I mean, it's such a crap system that the it that the only place you can find fruit is in the toilets, and if anyone knows not to eat in toilets, it's the truckers. Looking at the weird mess of numbers that Lou claims actually mean something, I can't find anything to point out, to be honest. Apparently we don't want to be below 40%, so whoever is in charge of Weiss 0855-0714, Wolf1481 and Kokri needs to rally the troops and get some influence boosted there. They're all in boom, so trading should help and make you a ton of cash as well. With Lou on sabbatical and Drew Peacock on wing beacon duty at Alpha Centauri, it's no surprise that LHS-340 has the highest influence of all of our systems. But as you all seem hell-bent on expanding, I doubt there's much point in telling you to stop it. I know Lou tries, but I'm more of a realist. Over in Colonia, we are being challenged for control of Eel Procul Centauri. 
I don't think they want it, but when Hanky deserts his post so he can go swanning around the galaxy in his fleet carrier, showing off in front of his lesser clones, it's kind of inevitable. Especially when there's an infrastructure failure. No doubt caused by him using parts of said infrastructure to build the aforementioned carrier. Only the tireless efforts of Commander Flossie and her vulture, the reign of destruction, have staved off the loss of Hotcoal's home system. If you were wondering why Hanky is demoted to Cubicle 3 attendant, now you know. Over to Norma. That doesn't sound like a harmless non-combat name for a ship. Now for the report of events and shenanigans organised by you, the Elite Dangerous Community. Our first item is a report from Expedition Mercury's Wings, which we've covered over the last few weeks. Commander Yannick has asked to say a few words about how it all went, now that it's concluded, and so here's his speech. Expedition Mercury's Wings started as an idea for myself and a few friends in Elite to have a low-key adventure while delivering the new DSSA carrier Shepherd's Dream to the far northwest corner of the galaxy. But it quickly became much more than that. The thought then occurred, if we're going 64,000 light years across the galaxy, we should probably throw the invitation out to any commanders willing to join us. Mercury's Wings is connected with the Mercury 7 astronauts, the first group of Americans to go into space. And most specifically, Alan Shepard, the second human to enter the realm of space. The expedition blossomed from there to have over 120 commanders join us. We have crossed vast distances of space, made new discoveries, seen the wonders of the galaxy unfold before our eyes. But most importantly, we've all made new friends and reconnected with old ones. I would like to thank everyone who came on the expedition. It would be nothing without you all. A big thanks to the elite community media, especially you guys at Hutton Orbital Radio, who've covered our entire trip in your own distinctive style. Finally, I would like to thank the superb staff of the expedition. They're always full of amazing skill and enthusiasm for what we do. O7, and I'll see you all out there. Commander Yannick. Trip Sigma, organised by Titan Contractors, is well underway, helping new pilots to see the wonders of exploration and check out the sites such as Beetlejuice, Jackson's Lighthouse, Mitter and Hollow, and a load more besides and this will come to an end on January the 29th. Although it's half over, if you're still interested, details can be found at bit.ly slash tripsigma. Before that, however, Titan Contractors have nearly reached their first anniversary, which is on Saturday the 23rd of January, and Commander Radium tells us that he's hoping to release a special video on that date in celebration of all that they've done during the last year. Talking of Saturday 23rd, this is a reminder of Commander Bam's Mass Hut and Run from 2000 UTC on January 23rd to 800 UTC on January 24th. There's a special fish on. I hope there's a type of cow. Oh well, 
about this event since after the fuss during last week's show when Hardy beat Overlight live on air, it was barely two days before Overlight took back the lead, beating Hardy's previous time by a full four seconds, which equates to 10 seconds faster than Brett Riverboat's long-term record. This event will be your opportunity to show both of them how fast the run can be if you remember to raise your landing gear when setting off. We have an event entry on our Facebook page, so go and check out the details. You'll need to be running the Hutton Helper, and for goodness sake, if you don't know how you, you go, if you don't know that you go to hotforthemug.com to get it, where have you been hiding all this time? Bam will be using our Discord channel for text and voice comms, and his carrier SHIIT Retreat will be arriving at Eden just before the event starts. That's all we have for this week. Remember, we can only mention events that we know about, so please let us know if you're organising an event or you've heard about one that you think might interest us. And we made it, folks. Well done, everybody. Yay! Mm. Oof. That was really good. But the only thing I have to say is that I didn't actually press record till halfway through Bong 6. Ah, okay, let's do it again! <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. One my... more time! Tomorrow morning we'll be spent downloading the Twitch, ed pulling out the... Uh, the audio and faking up some video for the beginning of it. Don't worry. We'll be forgetting oh, no, that just, we'll, no, I'll get that no, right every time. That. <laughs> I still think we should just go back to the start. Well, we've yeah. done it before, but oh. anyway. I do it right this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it never I don't know if I could do a, an Atris. I don't know if I could do an Atris 5060 voice again. <laughs> no, it's, it hurts, doesn't it? Yes. Take the yeah, I might have to get some Gollum juice for that one. <laughs> well, everybody. Oh, well, an, another week spent being at home doing nothing, uh, flying around the galaxy. Yep. Yes, yes. Now, yeah. Now, it it came to my attention a bit earlier. I couldn't really miss it. There was there were mm. two words that I'm not usually expecting to hear in the single sentence. It was flossy and vulture. I was going to say combat. <laughs> oh God, flossy. Mm. Explain why. Why is Hanky saying that you were going around shooty shooty shooty? Didn't. <laughs> Now, he wouldn't I, make something like that up, surely. No, no uh, none of the I, hankies would lie about something like that. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sold on that explanation. I, yeah. I was helping him last night with the infrastructure failure by unloading his carrier, one of his carriers, <laughs> uh, which was parked above Hutton Moon and taking the contents down to Fort Mug in mm -hmm. my unshielded T9. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a bad idea. It's got 1.3G, hasn't it? Yeah, but I've got I've got uh, the advanced docking company. Oh, okay, well. then you're all right then. <laughs> <laughs> Just as well. Otherwise, I would never dream of going shit. <laughs> Otherwise, so... you'd end up with a Type 9 that was 16 miles across and one inch tall. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I thought, well, I'll 
I want to get as much cargo as I can, so I was 788 tonnes of trip. Mm -hmm. So I emptied his fleet carrier, and that was it really. I went and logged, uh, went and went down to Fort Mug and logged out for the night. But apparently, I bought myself a vulture with the mm -hmm. with my uh, with your, your proceeds. Flying drunk proceeds. again, Flossie. Yeah. It's not good. It's yes. not good. <laughs> but I didn't. I, I'm not a fighter. Why would you what say, would I want with you a vulture? Say that? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. A multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Even her evil Helen came out with a. <laughs> she came out with a, a vulture. Doesn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's that class two grade five engineered training plan I'm scared of. Yes. <laughs> I did mention. I did say that I would mention um, that he now has two more carriers that need unloading, and the contents taken to Fort Mug. So if anybody's uh, out that way and looking for something to do, he would greatly appreciate it if you could buy stuff from his carrier. So only 200 credits when I was there last night and it made quite a lot of money at Fort Mug. So That's quite a lot of carriers, though, isn't it? Because <laughs> he's going to run out of clones. So, <laughs> so your new title is going to be Flossy, Destroyer of Worlds, Killer yes. Between the Stars, <laughs> Death <laughs> via two large carrier heart killer. points. <laughs> Flossy, I killer. am become death. I Yes. I'm just there, Bly, take them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wouldn't hurt flies, she, it's just big ships you attack. Yeah. Yeah, she, she didn't <laughs> kill anybody, she only maimed them. <laughs> They've got no. their escape pods, haven't I, they? I don't even have any guns. That's the first thing she targets is the escape pods. <laughs> yeah, do, <laughs> you just ram them, you two. You're one of those sneaky people. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never fired the show, honest. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, oh, I... we believe you until somebody gives us the footage showing what a big, big, big pants on fire you might be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see that myself. <laughs> <laughs> the, only things I, the only things I fire are um, fuel inputs. With warheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reclaimed uranium fuel limpets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one that one hit with quite a clang. Yeah, mm. it's fine. <laughs> Limpet oh, expired. Yes. <laughs> Pilot <laughs> expired. It always expire. Hull expired. Anyway. Anyway. Right. Oh, I've got a note here. I mean, mm -hmm. Now, I don't expect, Helen, that you'd have the answer here right off the top of your head, but we're going to test you anyway. These, mm -hmm. this, this current CG, which, which is obvious why, why you'd actually go to one place or another for a conference because you've got more data. No idea why that would work. But what is a focused PD turret? That oh, the, that's that, the last that week. That was the, that's last week's CG. Yeah. No. Not this week's. Yeah, but that's if I, that's if I, that's if I've got. All right, oh, in the last week's CGs, but but if I got it, if I did both CGs, do I get two of them? Ah, uh, no, pass. Actually, mm. <laughs> I think mm. it probably would. I'm not sure because each CG mentioned in the description description. Mm. So I'm kind of thinking it's split separate missions. If you know what I mean. 
Well, maybe so you could get one for each ship. Hmm? Well, I'm kind of thinking, if I get two, I've got a match pair for the Frisky Hippo. <laughs> is what I'm um, but, I, but the mainly, the thing that has me curious at the moment is, it says, the description says that it's focused and lightweight. So we know it's fully engineered, focused and lightweight. So we know what lightweight is. But what is focus? Because that's not an engineering. D um, according to I a, a note I've just been shipped. More directional. Double range, think. double yeah. range. According to a note I've just been slipped. Oh, yeah. Ooh, five range. kilometers. That, that is good. That's okay, awesome. Right. Mm. That the rest is of the Guardian sites. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. There we mm. go. Yeah. And this week's CG, of course, is <laughs> where should the conference be? It's Carbis Bay. Did you say Cardiff Bay? Carbis. <laughs> G seven. I don't get G seven. I might only go up to G five. <laughs> or oh, you wait till you see them. They're, oh, they're shiny. And that's just the the people who are turning up. Yeah, that's just the people. Mm. Yes. So there we go. Yeah. yeah so that, mm. yeah. Well, that's so good. That's, that's good. I know what I know what focus does now. That's awesome. Mm. Mm. Oh, you'd be able to do it from twice. The distance. We should should get them yeah. by Saturday, according to the CG. Uh, right. Oh, if it's double range, it'll definitely get them by Saturday. <laughs> 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 I'll be free range. Now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's here all week. Try the fish, <laughs> <laughs> but not the heads. Right now. Yes. Okay. Um, another thing here. Now going for gold two, which we finished uh, a little while ago. Uh, as the sender out of the decals and the collator of information, I am still waiting for a few people to send me their information. Uh, so, uh, basically, shame, shame them, Sean. Shame them. No, 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 no. And I, 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 I did it. I did it on Discord. But, but also, if you took part in going for gold too, even if you, even if you shipped zero, if you, not shipped. Even if you managed, but yeah, you know who you know who you are. But even if you could. Mr. Venezia. Yeah, even if you manage to get zero, <laughs> that still counts because you're on the list. And if you email I took part wow. at huttonorbital.com, a nice man. A very oh, nice man. A very, right. very nice man. Very, very, very All nice right. Man. No, I lied. It's me. We'll make oh, sure okay. that you get get your decal. And we haven't run out yet. So please do it. That. How else can you tell that people are truckers unless you can actually see? Oh, that... yes. I have to send a Fossey uh, too as well because she did it. No. She hasn't got one yet. No, and the the, earlier. <laughs> the one billion plus club, I think, are getting patches, but they have to be made up, don't they? Mm. Yes, yeah, the, yes. The word so we've there are uh, the the top contributor, our very own Commander Chicks. Um, what actually, a try hard. Yes, should have um, a Hutton, a genuine Hutton mug on his way from Glasgow to him uh, as we speak. <laughs> if if Grant can actually get down to the post office. Uh, it's probably not allowed out, but uh, so maybe around summertime when Grant's next allowed out into the streets, <laughs> he may actually post no, it off. Nobody's allowed out here. Nobody wants to go out here. Yeah. And then, of course, then we've got the top 10 people who uh, get a Hutton patch. Oh, no, patch. Everybody, everybody oh, over a billion. Oh, sorry, a billion. Yeah. Everyone over a billion. Yeah. 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 There's two patches. There's the yes. one for each eye. Yes. Ah, yes. Mm. I know. I've got this in my. Um, in my spreadsheet, so I just forgot. Yeah, you yeah. might want to read it. <laughs> uh, I just nah. don't. Uh, no, just yeah. I've got. Yeah, I've still got. I've still got a few people. I think I've got eight people yet to request their patches. Oh. I did mine last week. 
Yeah. There are seven people. Evo Flash, Diabal, Ed Hunter, Hollow Moon, Zebadian, Megabomdastic, and Fantastic Mr. Fox 77. Uh, yes. And then we know Megabomdastic isn't on Facebook, so no. I think we have a, a hotbox person named liaising with him. Yeah, just get just get to the do the email, that's yeah. the thing. Now the going for gold yeah, two patches are still being uh made. I I yes. believe um I think uh, somebody like uh, Oh, Eric Marquet, I think, is sitting out the back with his with his darning needle, making them. Mm. So it could I, take I think a while. It's the Mad Nuns of Van Man and Star. Mm. Yeah, they're they're busily hand stitching each one with care. With hair yeah. <laughs> and hair, yeah. <laughs> you know what it's like when you get your beard caught up, isn't it? No, yeah. No, uh, no. <laughs> the nuns do. <laughs> oh, oh, Sister Josephine. Right. <laughs> it's a filthy habit. Mm. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, we need the Badoom Tish again. Yay! Hey. You know the secret thought... to good comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Timing! <laughs> Timing! <laughs> Timing! You gods. Sorry, I was I was distracted there for a second. Oh, yeah. I'm back. <laughs> like okay. you're filling up the computer hard drive, Sean. <laughs> that's why I've gone for that's why I've gone for a solid state one. <laughs> you can put that <laughs> put that bugger in. You don't need to worry about water cooling. Just fill the thing up with gin and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, do we have anything else that we can witter on about for a few minutes? Do you need a few minutes of witter? No, no. Okay. No, in that case, I, I'd just like to say a big thank you to all those commanders who ventured through the wardrobe and lent a hand in Narenses and wrested it from the controlling faction. Um, should I name them? The ones I can remember? Well, you, you'll, you'll, you'll miss somebody out. Yeah, and you'll upset well, them. You know, it's, like, it's like giving an acceptance speech oh. to forget it to thank your mum, you know. Uh, yeah, name them. Yeah, they're a nasty well, bunch. I remember. Yeah, name and shame. Name them and shame. Montgomery them. Python was there. Um, well, the Mug 07 Mustang was there. LDSK. Who else was there? Yeah, I've got a crap you see? as well. And that was only in the PG, <laughs> so in, in the Hutton playgroup. So, anyway, we did it. He remembered all the ones he thought were important, and yeah. that's so, what counts. Yeah. So there was only four um, of them. Some of the commanders I don't know. I just yeah, know just they the were four there. of you. I don't know the commander name. Oh. From the Book of Faces, they make themselves aware. But, yeah, good job, guys. Mm. Very good, very good. Oh, yeah. What's what's in there, Enzies? Is it nice? Uh, no, it's a bit of a dump. It has a single starport. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, yep. It's got one, so you take your large ship there. It's got a Coriolis mm -hmm. station called Yang Orbital. Um, yeah. Yang has got those <laughs> awful noob hammer arms. Yeah, like the CG. So be yeah, like the like the, the money will CG. Um, be careful. Um, and it's two thousand okay. seven hundred light seconds from the star, which of course to people like I, us, yeah, not I did near, get is a mere blink of an eye. Did you? Uh, Does it have any lights? <laughs> oh, it has a oh. nice gas giant with some rings, but apart from that, it's fairly yeah. boring. See that that last week CG when I was coming in, there was a couple of times I got the old uh, docking computer on as well. Yeah, and the noob, 
but you know, it, it's, it goes so close to the new palmers. They swing right in front of your cockpit sometimes. Well, my, like, my ducking computer actually took me into the, one of them. Oh, mine, <laughs> mine never like, did that. What's going on here? <laughs> mine didn't do that. Mine seemed to get really up close to them and then kind of slowed down to the past and then boost me through. So that I it, was get hit it was before I took the shield off. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got, uh, you've got one of the cheap ones. That's what's up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... I just, mm. I just looked away from the computer for a second. I looked and I saw the call in my eyes. Like, oh, it's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> just to see the new pub go off in the distance. I did that with my federal Corvette. I put it on dock and forgot to slow it down and wandered away and went, oh no, as it clanged into the station. But it slowed quite a lot by that point. So it was right, very one, gentle. One point I forgot docking permission as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Wait, thinking. In the past, you could just go into reverse and be fine, but yeah, I hadn't even gone inside. I was just outside and I got fined and all the rest of it. Oh, jeez. I'm wondering if we could turn this into a, a something we could play. Noob Hammer Golf. <laughs> Position yourself in front of the Noob Hammer, flight assist off, and just see where it hits you. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking. <clears throat> Somebody will do that now. <laughs> we look forward to seeing the yeah. photographs. Okay. <laughs> Anything else before we move on? Okay. Isn't there like an event or something happening this weekend? You mean like the the mug meet? The the no the thing no. that you invited me to. Um... Yeah, that's um, that. Sorry, the sorry, not mug meet. Make the yeah the mass mass thing. That was. Um, Norma did mention that. Right. Did, Great. Yes. Right. Yes. Just just. All right, just mentioning it again because you know it's yeah. awesome. Yes, well, that's good because I, I found it. Thanks, <laughs> thanks to the Book of Faces limitation, you could only invite up to five hundred people to uh, something. We've got more than five hundred people in the group. If I do a select all, Facebook bombs out and crashes on me. And say, oh, something's happened. Uh, uh, yeah. Failing that, you have to do them one at a time. You have to go down the list, click, 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 and. I oh, did four hundred and seventy of them. My my clicky fingers hurting. Oh, that that makes me feel special that you did everyone individually. <laughs> no, I started at the top and just worked my way through. So, well, that means I would have been first. <laughs> oh, actually, 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 no, I did cheat. I was, I thought right, look, get, make sure all you lot are included. So I did search for every Amelia, found you. Searched for every Helen, yes. found Helen. You know, worked through that. I thought oh, otherwise <laughs> I'd get an earful. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, so, I have so, the same with the uh, CV, CG events pages every time. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's useless. I haven't actually tried going through them one at a time. I just tried to... Because you probably have something better to, to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have done. Uh. Thought, oh, it might take a while, but I'll leave it and come back later. Come back later, it's still going. Uh. Uh, no, it doesn't. No, it just it doesn't do it. You're only allowed to... To invite a total of, I think it's five hundred people. So, what was it four hundred? However many I got up to, that's when it wouldn't allow me to do even one oh. more. Well, one thing I found today is I can't edit it afterwards. The uh, event, I wanted to change the spelling of something, and I couldn't. Mm. Stupid. Mm. <laughs> no, well, I just had a, I, I just had a, a note pushed under the door here. Um, that if we keep going for six more minutes, we'll be at the twenty-one, 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 twenty-one. 21, 21, 21. Oh, and, yeah. on, and on an evening when he's not here. 21, 21, oh, yeah. 21, we're, we're 121 short of a, of a date. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's when that's when the red light comes on and it all goes dark. Would, and it just goes to emergency lighting. And then the event begins. Wouldn't it be 21, 21, 21, 01, 20, 21? Yeah. 21, 21, 21, 01, 20, 21. What really surprised me, we've said his name all these times, he hasn't appeared. I, I know he would look like Beetlejuice yeah. when he did, but... Mm. Yeah, we, we failed to invoke him. <laughs> no Vantian. So, it's, yeah, it's Vantian, 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 01, Van, Vantian. Mm. Maybe, maybe if we all hold hands. Oh. Okay, I'm, do I'm doing that, but why not? I'm holding my own. Well, I know it's oh, distance, but it's technically just, two meters, isn't it? Uh, can I just hold your foot? It's cleaner than your hands. You don't know where my I'm foot's sure, been. Are you sure about that? I have a vague idea. It's still cleaner than your hands. So, <laughs> so in the time it's taken from since when you said six more minutes, we've yeah. barely scratched one minute. Oh God! Yeah, no, <laughs> just just thought you should know. Four yeah. minutes. Uh, well, we uh, can all discuss what we, you know, four no, but, minutes to the but, end it, of the event. But, but, but that only works in our time zone. No. Ah, th this no. is true. And, yeah. Only, only if you're more than 10% speed of light. Only if, only if you can actually give a toss about the fact that it's base 10 and it happens to be Gregorian calendar or, you know, the, the, it doesn't really matter. It's best. Yeah. It's unless it's yeah. a thirty, unless it becomes a thirty, <laughs> unless I'm actually getting a prize, I don't care. Wouldn't yeah. it be different, like in France and in other countries as well? Yes, it's, they've it's already done it. Only... They've done it. <laughs> no, this is UTC. Good old Greenwich Mean Time. Mm -hmm. Have you heard anything back yeah. to France in the last hour? No, they've fallen oh. off the edge of the world. Exactly. Exactly. No. I'm not saying on for three more minutes. This is the bored, uh, no. bored out of my gourd here. This what? is madness. Yes. Go on. Okay. On. Push here the button. Go. I'm going to push the buttons. Push any button. Some I'm button, any button. I'm going to do this. Let's try some push the buttons. Cast your mind back to 3305 and a certain activity that the truckers were engaged upon. No, not that one. Get your mind out the gutter. This one involved balls. Dusty balls. Dusty bento balls, to be exact. Convoy to ship disco balls to a party. At that time, we had an anthem to get us in the mood. And although the balls have long since been dropped in their final resting place, it's nice for us to recall what got us all in the mood to dump our load. from our leader he would like to dance tonight he needs some help with disco balls it's time to fill your ship baby the party is starting soon plot in a costa bento and up there at snow moon Say every truck, have you got some balls? They're dusty dancing around. If you really want to help Alvin out, then truck those balls in your hold. Ooh, truck us some dusty bento balls. Stick them in your aspen, truck them. Truck us some dusty bento balls. They're shiny white balls that make you move. So truck some balls. 
and wings of hardened truckers and some good protection too. Don't forget to invite fuel rats and just a pirate or two. Get them all in a convoy, cause I hate when balls go splats. Then set the course for cubicle three and get those balls into me. If you got some balls that dusty dancing around If you really want to help, have it out Then drop those balls in your hole Tuck got some dusty bantle ball walls And stick them in your hole and truck them Truck us some dusty bantle balls The liquid milk, jiggling, giggling, giggling clothes So truck us some balls What's that smell? That smells like megajin. Ah, well, that don't bother me no. Long as I get my balls delivered. Truckers, I gotta get back to Bando. Cause I think I got trouble. Oh man. Cecil, baby. You just ejected my balls! Help me! My balls went split! Help me, Cecil! My balls! They're, 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 they're sparking! Get me some limpets! Eject a, a heat sink on me! My balls! My balls are exploding! Oh, oh my goodness! Spin it on! Blow on them! Do something! Track us some dusty bamboo balls to give in your hole. Yeah. Track them with fire, baby! Track us some dusty bamboo balls. Blow them out! Just oh, the burning! No! My balls are burning! Track us some balls! Track oh. us some big fat liquid filled lead line dusty bamboo balls. Balls. Mother truckers. So that told you. Oh, and uh, the news is we missed the 21, Master 21, because we were listening to the to that. So hard luck. Oh, well, it was a minute well spent. It was. Okay. Uh, in that case, um, I'm going to uh, move us swiftly on to the digestive system of several commanders. Here we go. Galnet News Digest, 21st of January 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Marlin for the Marlinists. The Dav Diary. End of the line. Marlin for the Marlinists. Marlinist colonies are replete with stocks of fresh produce following the highly successful appeal last week. Marlinist leaders have asked commanders to please stop bringing any more supplies as they've run out of cold storage to keep all the lovely fresh fruit and the, by now, slightly less lovely fish in an edible state. They say they're particularly grateful to all the commanders who chose to deliver the type of swordfish that's known as marlin. 
and would like to clarify that eating such fish does not, in fact, constitute cannibalism. The Marlinists have been paying way over the odds for all that food, and from tomorrow they'll be offering a 20% discount on a selection of goods that are for sale in their market. Many commanders who helped in the supply effort will be awarded a special point defence module as a thank you, probably on Saturday, although it's unclear exactly what a focused point defence actually means. It'll be interesting to find out. Commanders who've been participating in community appeals have already been able to pick up a hyper-engineered frameshift drive that makes the Crate Phantom jump almost as far as an anaconda, an improved missile launcher, and a detailed surface scanner that makes it impossible to exceed the target number of probes to scan a planet. There are no doubt many more crazy inventions yet to come. The DAF Diary Dav diary required. We should Dav do diary. that. That's that a great idea. But not even like I want to put it out like it is a dev diary, and then it's literally just that Dav sitting with obviously a smoking jacket, um, a yeah. bubble, a bubble pipe has to be a bubble pipe, sitting in a big like chair, you know, See? and he just reads something from his diary. Tuesday, twentieth of January, thirty three oh seven. ID sector dr hyphen v c two hyphen twenty three a. Five. Dav's hope. Was horrified to see that once again tourists have slipped through the net of ruffians that I've hired to keep people away from my little pied de terre. I realised I had visitors when it prematurely went dark as an anaconda parked right in the middle of the driveway. I do wonder sometimes if it would be better to just live in an anaconda instead of this shambolic collection of outbuildings, but I do love the organic feel of it. What I don't love is all the idiots in SRVs zipping back and forth mechanically, stealing all my shiny things. I slipped out the back door, and thankfully I wasn't accosted by a delegation from Cannon demanding the keys to their megaship back. I think it's safer for everyone all round to put it on autopilot. The commute to Jameson Memorial was hell. First I was interdicted by my own mercenaries, then I found out that a beluga was stuck in the slot and the traffic was backing up all the way to the star. When I got to my office, David Brubin was waiting for me with that look on his face. I ate that look. You're late, Dav, he proclaimed. How perceptive of you, I thought. I just nodded glumly. Dav, I would like to know why everyone is complaining about the commodity prices again. Well, it's very complicated. I loaded some complex graphs and equations onto my screen. They look like Mandelbrot sets, because they were Mandelbrot sets. See? I jabbed my pen at a portion of the chart that looked like a drunk gecko. It's all to do with optimal market equilibria. There's nothing to necessarily tie any price ratio down to the relevant marginal rate of substitution, which is the standard requirement for Pareto optimality. We are unconstrained by laffer curves, so... Dav, he interrupted. You are clearly familiar with economics. Well, yes. It's what you pay me for, I said. Well then, you will have heard of Say's Law. He looked at me with one eyebrow raised archly. The 19th century law of markets, formulated by John Baptiste Say, I replied... No, Dav. What I mean is that if I say the price of tritium goes down, 
then it goes down. That is the law. Yes, David, I replied glumly. David turned on his heel and stormed out the room. As I turned back to my desk, Stephen Benedetti emerged from under it, where he'd been cowering. I looked around and saw Garrido climbing out of a large floral arrangement and Arthur untangling himself from the coat racks. Thanks for the backup, you cowardly custards, I yelled. I lifted my coffee mug to my mouth. Looks like I picked the wrong day for giving up whiskey. I blew into my mug so they would think it had hot coffee in it. Thirteen o'clock. I'd spent the morning massaging commodity prices, trying to conceal the huge oversupply of salt so that David Brubin wouldn't come over and give me one of his lectures. It's quite a mystery how the galaxy is able to produce so much salt when demand for it is zero. In your face, John Baptiste say, production is not demand after all. All that hard work had given me quite an appetite, so I headed to the staff canteen. I couldn't decide what to have from the all-you-can-eat buffet, so I decided to have a bit of everything. I was able to build up the sides of the bowl with bread so I could fit more in. I didn't fancy any company today, so I was lucky to find an empty table. I was hoping to catch up on a little side project of mine. The diamond frogs had been very vocal about how their BGS was being affected, so I was trying to find new ways of mucking it up for them. Perhaps the salt supply wasn't such a mystery after all. No sooner had I sat down than Sandro spotted me from the tills, waved enthusiastically and started weaving across the canteen. Please don't sit here. Please don't sit. Please don't sit here. Sandro put his tray down in front of me. Hello, Dav, he slurred, his space loach slithering around his neck to eye me up malevolently. Please don't sit here, I said. Don't be silly, mate. I can't sit there because you are, he beamed, his gin-soaked breath washing over me like a rather over-the-top mouthwash. I braced myself for the inevitable monologue. Sandra took a deep breath. There's no such thing as Thargoids, you know. End of the line. The Pilots' Federation has decided that the Ask Me Anything format they've been using for the past few weeks was revealing far too starkly that the community team didn't have the answers to anything at all. So they've stopped doing the AMA sessions. They're planning a new format, a sort of Ask Me Something Specific, where commanders are allowed to ask questions about a particular topic. In a few weeks' time. In the meantime, questions such as In Australia, autumn will come before spring, so will console players in the Southern Hemisphere get Odyssey before a PC players? And Can we make the Ask Me Anything open only, please? will remain unanswered. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. I 
can't do accents. Thank you to Commanders Beetlejuice, Blutherspoon, and also LCU No Fool Like One, who apparently did some of the writing, as he's the only one with a working pen. We've got a short sketch next, namely part two of Dr. Arcanon. Of course, it's been weeks since part one, so you'll have no idea what's going on, but at least it gives us two minutes to pop to the loo, and after that, it'll be Flossie with CG News. It had been weeks since I last heard from that dame and the doctor. My small ad generated loads of calls, most of them trying to sell me insurance. I was worried. The doctor's fate was in my hands. I turned back to the wireless. Dr. Arcanon, you're okay. Ah, yes. Sorry, I spilled my coffee on my apparatus. Is it okay now, Doctor? I'm walking with a limp, but that's not important. These artifacts fascinate me. What are we doing here with my ASP, Doctor? We need to see what these signals are about. Your ASP is ideal for studies. Every time I nudge the artifact with my ASP, it turns away. Yes, and this signal, it keeps repeating pictures of your asp, like some giant selfie stick. Be careful, Miss Featherston, there is a second signal. Watch out, Miss Featherston! Not again. I lost the signal. I'm hoping that wasn't the end of their journey. I broadcast a distress call to all nearby ships. Now, where did I put my biscuits? Well, I... I can only say that uh, <laughs> gave me more questions than answers. And I tell you what we're going to do, as it we haven't had this one for a while, and we're going to go for the interstellar initiatives, but the shorter one, the one the one that doesn't go on for four and a half hours. Stand, stand by, Flossie. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, you're Home stations burned rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives. Let Flossie tell you what She's it is. Then you can get involved with this news. Should listen to what Flossie says. Interstellar initiatives. Flossie tells us what she thinks it is. Then you with this now you should listen to what Flossie says hello Flossie here with this week's CG news last week's CGs protect the Marinist food deliveries this was completed around 2000 UTC on Sunday 
120,473,655 credits were earned. Deliver food to support the Marlinists. Finished at 6 o'clock this morning, UTC. And 55,441,764 tonnes were collected. As the, C as the CG passed here 4, there will be a 20% discount on purchase prices of a broad range of commodities sold at Marlinus Colonies Markets. This will last for a two-week period starting on the 22nd of January, helping to improve trade links and boost commerce. Also, anyone in top 75% or higher in either CG will receive a fully engineered, focused and lightweight point defence module from the free Marlinists of Carinay in conjunction with other Marlinist factions. The module will be placed in storage at Stillman Hub in the HIP 22550 system by the end of 23rd, by the 23rd of January 3307. New CGs, 21st to 28th of January. Support Utopias or Sirius Corporation's proposal to host the Galactic Summit. Rival initiatives to arrange a diplomatic conference have been launched by Sirius Corporation and the Utopia Commune. The Alliance Assembly, Federal Congress and Imperial Senate have each provisionally agreed to send delegates to the first Tri-Superpower Galactic Summit. This political gathering will also be attended by representatives from independent systems. All parties have specified that their participation depends upon the event being successfully organised in neutral territory and with sufficient resources and security in place. Sirius Corporation and Utopia have begun to gather supplies to host the conference. Both have requested assistance from the galactic community to provide data for their security services. CEO Lee Yong Rui has asked all those who believe Sirius Corporation and also Simguru Pranav Antal has called upon all pilots who support Utopia's proposal to be a more suitable host to deliver to the science and research contact anomalous bug scan data, atypical disrupted wake echoes, exceptional scrambled emission data and unusual encrypted files to ghosting port in the Lambava system or Tanner settlement in the Polevnik system. Both stations have encoded material traders in place. The initiative begins on 21st of January and will run for one week, as met earlier and planned as planned immediately. Both initiatives, should both initiatives be completed to the same tier, the one with the highest contribution will be designated the victor. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in anomalous book scan data, atypical disrupted wake echoes, exceptional scrambled emission data and unusual encrypted files to either Gaussian port in the Lambava system or Tanner settlement in the Polevnik system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Blasi told you what to do. Thank you, Flossie.
I'm a bit suspicious. What has scan data got to do with suitability for hosting a conference? It's a bit like putting those green tokens in a particular slot when you leave the supermarket. Anyway, the apology officer is poised, which is strange as poised is the last thing you'd associate with the apology officer. Anyway, over to the sports results. Hello, it's the Apology Officer here, here with the Hutton Sports Report. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a free Zachary Hudson voodoo doll. This week we have the Flying to the Far Side of the Galaxy to avoid watching the news sprint, the Bigliest Removal Truck Challenge, the I Have an Executive Order and I'm Not Afraid to Use It trophy, the No You Didn't Get a Pardon Joe Exotic Memorial, the Lady Gaga weapons grade singing giant gold brooch, the Get the Old Guy Into the Shuttle customer service award. The flag to the far side of the galaxy to avoid watching the news sprint was declared a bogey, as quantum entanglement means that you can't escape the news even at the other side of the galaxy. The Big Lace Removal Truck Challenge was comprehensively won by Light 027. The I have an executive order and I'm not afraid to use it trophy was cancelled as none of the executive orders had been signed. The no you didn't get a pardon Joe Exotic Memorial was comprehensively won again by Alex Zeno. The Lady Gaga weapons grade singing giant gold brooch was pinned onto Shattermage next to all of their medals, ribbons and all that gold ropey stuff. The get the old guy into the shuttle customer service award has been postponed as the old guy wandered off to Wanda's and hasn't been seen since. And as the valves and the teletype machine warm up for your classified results, please remember, fishes in the back of the radiator will get you disqualified. If you go to jail, you will not collect £200 and you can't win the Millennium Falcon in a game of Snap. So, Comet Bond, 49. Sabadian, 36. Light 027, 116. Christopher Hankey, Hankey Clone 2297-B, 58. Chicks, 620. Calf Pabas, 352. Alex Zuno, 922. Shawside Customs, 184. Shatter Mage, 853. Sorearm, 726. Ricardo de Lep, 2661. Night Ranger, 1422. Arbroath Victoria, nil. Blair Gowdy, nil. VMS Athletic, 2. Josh Pantazzi's Rovers, 1. All qualifying commanders already have a decal. Well, it has been a busy week in the Hutton run again this week with eight runs in the last seven days. And would you believe it, Commander Overlight has taken the record from Commander Hardy again by recording a time of 1 hour, 22 minutes and 21 seconds. Poor Hardy's record of 1 hour, 22 minutes and 25 seconds only stood for a day and a half. If you're bored on a long Hutton run, if you're hauling cargo on the same route as you've been following for the last month, 
then why not look at your stats in intricate detail as a distraction with a Hutton Helper? Just go to hot.fodermug and download or register for the Hutton Helper. Get your name on the big board and show these guys how it's done. You can do it, sure you can. And there's a Hutton decal in it if you're willing to trample over the broken hulls of your enemies to get it. Well, that's it from me, back to Studio 5. Thank you, Mayor. I had a 10 credit accumulator on that lot, so I'm rich. I'm off to cash in my winnings so you can all listen to the Galnet Food Digest with Amelia Hawke. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Food Digest. I try the galaxy's most rare and dangerous foods so you don't have to. I've arrived in Wadiello Coo, just in time for their annual froth festival. Time to coincide with the spawning of the creature that gives their signature rare item its name, and Tartar Dock is positively hopping with excitement. Orbiting an Earth-like world with near-perfect habitable conditions, the residents of Tartar Dock take great pride in being custodians of one of the rarest drinks in the galaxy, defending the breeding grounds and the processes with fervour. Much of the planet is covered in swamplands, waterlogged, fetid places rich in life. Whether the tropical regions with rainforests covering huge river deltas, tree roots creating a gnarled and soggy underworld as they stand like many-legged creatures above the water, or the more temperate regions with boggy peatlands dotted with ponds and small streams. It's here that the Wadiello Koo frog lives, a species that has adapted to just about any wet and soggy area on the planet. There are different subspecies, from the highly poisonous blue slimy Koo frog to the camouflaged Koo flat frog, which does its best to look like a piece of tree bark. But the prized frothy Koo frog is the one that's much sought after. The frog, relatively unremarkable in appearance, has one distinct evolutionary advantage to keep it safe from marauding predators. When threatened, it froths, giving off a huge volume of pungent bubbles from its skin, causing it to appear to swell to many times its own size. This frothing is part of a symbiotic relationship with a naturally occurring yeast that's abundant throughout the planet, and as with the frog, thrives anywhere dark damp and dank. Once the danger has passed, the frog will often leave, leaving behind patches of vaguely frog-shaped froth in lumps around the swamp. The froth itself has a nasty bitter taste, sure to put off any predator looking for an easy meal. This evolutionary advantage also extends to the earliest part of its life cycle. The frog's spawn is laid at the base of trees, and when disturbed, performs much the same way as the adults do. Commander Murphy, leader of the first xenobiological mission to Wadiello Coo, took samples of the spawn back to his laboratory for studies. And entirely by accident, one of the habitats he created to house, and in theory, grow, the study, uh, the frogs was too warm, causing the eggs to froth and then die. 
opening the habitat after a number of weeks, he was astonished to discover that the Wadiello Koo frog frog, froth frog spawn froth was giving off an aroma not unlike beer. And straining it and performing a swift gravimetric test on it, was astonished that the resulting liquor was mildly alcoholic, and as it turns out, rather tasty. He swiftly patented the process and, after a number of years of trial and error, managed to productionize the creation of what we now know as the Wadiello Koo froth as a drink. Harvesting the spawn of the frogs grown specially in swamp farms, fermenting it and then straining it through rush mats harvested from the same area. He and future generations have been able to create a popular, mildly alcoholic and only slightly bitter drink. The froth is served in a pint glass, though when it's poured, you're only ever given a half pint, as once exposed to the air, it starts, as it does with the frogs, to froth, giving off mild and bitter bubbles. It has a strong, savoury flavour. The liquid of the drink is too dark to shine a light through. It's rich in iron and protein, and has a flavour not unlike roast chicken. These days, the frogs are rare. With industrialization of the planet and reclamation of the frog's natural habitat from wetland to artificially created islands for the ever-expanding population, leading to them only existing in small damp pockets across the surface, they only spawn once a year. Hence the festival I'm attending at the moment. Everyone's dressing in frog costumes, frog hats, or in spawn print t-shirts and sipping on their favorite drink. There is little danger in the drink itself. If properly stored at the right temperatures, allow the fermented froth to get too warm or take a heavy knock and it's entirely a different matter. Shaken tins of Wadiello Koo froth can detonate like a grenade. Kegs explode violently enough to be used as demolition charges and the vats themselves, if not really carefully stirred, can go critical in a matter of minutes. The resulting expansion from the froth is sudden, violent, and destructive. So, my drink is served nicely chilled, carried to my table with extreme care by my waiter, and I have a, to sign a waiver stating that I'll not be undertaking any vigorous exercise in the hour after drinking some. This one is froth from the tap served at the bar by staff wearing bomb-proof clothing and respirators, and brought to the table in a pint glass with a handle. Achieving a perfect 50-50, as it's known, is an art form. And what the yellow bar staff are experts in getting just the right amount of head each and every time. I've never seen this much head before, and I do wonder how it's possible to drink it without ending up with a face full. You can drink it with a straw. But most patrons of the bars here just suck on the froth until it's gone, before tipping the glass back to get to the drink itself. Around me, all I can hear is the sound of slurping as people do just that. That, and if I didn't know any better, the sound of hundreds of frogs croaking all at once as they relieve the pressure building inside their stomachs. I've had a couple of pints of this now, four glasses in total, and as with any evening's drinking, I'm wondering how I'm going to get to the facilities without having a terrible accident. It's reassuring to see, though, that they've padded the walls and floor of the route for everyone just in case. 
I'm Amelia Hawke, reporting for the Galnet Food Digest. This was a pint of Wadiello Coup Froth. I've got a sudden uncontrollable urge to belch, and I'm wondering whether it will be the last thing I ever do. Oh, there we go, everybody. That sounded quite... This sounds like there's a lot of air in that, but not for very long. <laughs> well, I mean, in it goes and out it comes. Yeah. Well, do you, as it were, do, do, do you think, do you think that this is the origin... I'll try not to. Do you, the origin of Frobscottle. Frobscottle? <laughs> yes. Frobscottle. Never, never heard of the word Frobscottle. What is Frobscottle? Frobscottle. It's an invention of Roald Dahl. It's what the, it's what the big friendly giant had. In a cucumber okay. thing. Yeah, and it made him made him lots of... Uh, it's a green-coloured fizzy drink where the bubbles go down instead of up, and it's a cause of whiz-poppers. Whiz-poppers, yes. Which are bottom burps, yes. Bottom burps, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this is a sort of um, anti-gravity Frobscottle. <laughs> are you sure it was called Frobscottle? It is. F R O B S C O T T L E. Google would never lie to me. You Googled it, didn't you? Yeah. Of course I did. Of course <laughs> I, I did. I somehow think this might be slightly worse than Frobscottle. <laughs> He's not yeah. making it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's the F B G, this one. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. That would go everywhere. That, that could be. Yeah. Yes. And um, Don't we all sound a bit ignorant? Apart from Harry, of course. <laughs> no, that's because I've got Google, and, I've, uh, and I know when I can leave the script alone, because I've got the buttons here, I know what's going on, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you you knew what was going on? Come on. Ow! See? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Sorry. One week in three, I have some small power to pack it all up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, never mind. So, it'll be interesting trying out my video editing skills tomorrow. I... I nearly put something into the stream chat to say, if you're reading this and you haven't noticed, if you're reading this and you're using YouTube and you haven't noticed any problems up to now, I succeeded. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, when I when I redo it, the editing the first bit, there won't be any uh, stream chat until until I merge the two together. Or it should audio. be interesting. <laughs> yeah. well, there, there will be. I'm going to pinch the audio from Twitch and then I say I can reproduce all the stuff that would have been on the stream. Yeah. Do you know, for the way you described it, it would be easier just to invent a time machine and go back. Oh, too busy. I've got tomorrow. I've got breads to make. I've oh, got to make. Right, okay. I've got to make well, a loaf of bread. I've got to do crumpets. I've got to well, that's, do that's focaccia. Well, the bread's got to prove, hasn't it? Well, it's doing that. Well, it back. Yeah. Prove what? Like Fermat's last theorem. Yeah. Well, it's something like this. You the, sound like the ultimate master baker. Yes, I am. Yeah, I use my hands a lot. <laughs> yes all in the need mm. well it's not not need it's just it's just greed and want really but you know <laughs> <laughs> i thought chris was a baker yes she is yes but i i, I do bread she does, she does she does everything else yes yeah so she does a patisserie and you do the boulangerie that's it yes yes yes, yes i make the balloons i make i make the balloons yes, yes. and lingerie <laughs> blue lingerie <laughs>
Yeah, so can I, I just say um can I just say two things before we finish up? Yes, please do. Yes. Firstly, um froth frog, spawn froth. And secondly, you're gonna want me to edit you're gonna want me to edit that in, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna do the green room next we week. We are green room next week, yes. Last we are, one. Yes, a green room next week. Yes. So and let's hope Ooh. we let's hope we can get the green room feed fixed by then, because it wasn't working last time, and it wasn't working last week either. No. Mm. So I think we need some more fuse wire first, or something. First green room week of thirty three oh seven as well. Yes. Yeah. What have you been doing? I've been sitting inside, looking out the window. Yeah, <laughs> looking out the window at the rain and the yeah. snow. <laughs> Going to the supermarket, tutting at everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not really wearing masks properly. Yes. Yeah, I've been wearing my mask yeah. under my nose just to annoy people. <laughs> oh. What are you doing now? I'm self-isolating. <laughs> <laughs> you were indoors and nobody could see you. And it, it and it was <laughs> a mask of a, of a small rodent. It was from a yes. fancy dress shop, wasn't it? Admit it. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those ones that goes over your eyes and your the top half of your face, but not the bottom half. It's not a mask. Oh, with, <laughs> and with it, a special thing to put in your mouth, one of those. No? Absolutely not. How dare you? <laughs> ah. oh, right, I spent a couple of days this week performing open joystick surgery. Ooh. Yeah. You've had your hands on your spring. spring. Yeah, one of my springs went sprong, so I. Anyway, I oh. fixed it after. Did, did you record it? Did you put it? Is it on YouTube? Uh, no. Didn't happen. It's far too didn't happen. Yeah. nonsense yeah. on there already. Never happened. It's no. It's no amazing uh, amazing what you can do with a paperclip. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing what you can do with a paper clip. I, yeah, I haven't got time to do that. I'm too busy fixing my joystick. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a gas hob. Mm. Mm. Well, if you can control your gas hob through your joystick, you may have. <laughs> that was worth putting on YouTube. <laughs> You've wired something up wrong. Alexa! But <laughs> well, apparently it sounds like Amelia can't control her gas, so, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what the paper clip's for. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> that was definitely a what does this button do? <laughs> oh, well. That's what that one does. Yep. Never press that. No, not again. Right. Um, in a, it's not a record, this, but it's... Are we done? I, we're, we're, we're done. We're done. Oh, let's, let's wait to get to exactly yeah. 2200. Mm. Let's... No, have we done enough of this? Live sir? a little. <laughs> but, oh, and it's 2200. No. Yay! Great. Yay! Yay! We made it. So I think there's just one more bit to go, isn't there, Amelia? What? What's the? I keep forgetting. What's the? There's something written at the bottom froth, of the script. Frog spawn froth <laughs> for the mug. Frog, frog. For the mug. Hey! For the mug. For the mug. For the mug. For the mug. never really mattered at all we're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today super cruising all across the milky way we'll take anything anytime and anywhere loading up the teenagers to the brim with grace for the mark for the mark yeah you know just where we're coming from for the mark for the 
the sun Squibble X the pilot on the Xbox One Alvin at the front, you know he leads us well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yells Follow the map, follow the map Yeah, you know just where we're coming from Follow the map, follow the map Now everybody sing the Hutt and Trucker song That's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too?